Just a little bit of baby, a little bit of honey, just a little bit of sweet love inside out of everybody. And I'm just here to try to get it to drain out your ear. I'm trying to get that love dripping out your ear. Oh, that sounds like somebody shot some roads in your ear. When I hear somebody saying something like I want to hear that love dripping down your ear, I think somebody shot a load inside that ear. A big old creamy jizzy load. <laughs> Whoops. What the fuck is going on? We are back. We're back. I'm back. Why do I say we? There's no we. It's just me. Me back. Me back, everybody. Me back with another episode of Addictive Tickle. That's what this show is called. Welcome to the show. It's called Addictive Tickle, starring me. This is the only podcast with just me. Some podcasts have me and somebody else. I've heard some of them. But not this one. For now, Addictive Tickle is the solo show of Taylor Clark. Maybe one day there'll be guests. Maybe one day there won't be. (laughs) Maybe one day I'll stop doing it. Uh, unlikely. I love it too much. I do love the, doing this show. Anyway, guys, we got a big episode on this show. I am talking about all kinds of stuff, um, but we're just going to launch into it. I have been listening to a lot of skateboarding podcasts lately when I have the time. I've been listening to a lot of skate podcasts, and I have been rather intimidated. Let me tell you, I love skateboarding truly love it one of the greatest passions of my life can't stop doing it even if i wanted to that being said the amount of love i've i have for skateboarding really looks small in comparison to the love many other people have for it and many of those people host fucking podcasts where they talk about skateboarding at length in such great detail with such incredible authority and understanding of skateboarding's history that I start to wonder what the fuck I'm even doing here. (laughs) Because I put in a lot of hours on the board, you know? I've filmed video parts before. I have all those experiences, you know? I've watched hours and hours and hours of videos, read countless magazines, you know? All of that being said, I don't know fucking anything about skateboarding. You would think, listening to um, The Nine Club or Vent or The Bunt or even Fancy Lad Podcast. I don't know why I have to say even Fancy Lad Podcast. Um, Because... (laughs) I wouldn't consider those guys industry um, authorities. But they are, I guess. I don't know. They know a lot more about skateboarding than I do. Um, and 
In as far as the industry of skateboarding is concerned, what the companies are, what they do, who they sponsor, how long they've been around, you know, who owns them. They know all of the players. I don't know any of the players. I just know the guys in the videos for the most part. I know I can name, you know, a handful of filmmakers and filmers and stuff, but a handful. I mean, there's fucking hundreds, right? So if you want to talk about that kind of stuff or sorry if you want to hear a podcast that goes into like great detail on skateboarding's history or um the industry and business around skateboarding well this is not that podcast i like to talk about how hard front shoves are (laughs) these are more the kind of details i like to dig into i like to dig into the nuance of a boned out kickflip. I like to talk about how when you do bone out a kickflip and you you manage to like catch you know the tail kind of like uh, touches the the side of your foot, not just the the rubber on the bottom, not just the sole, but you catch it with like the grip on like the side of your foot, but not like the whole side, not like a full one footer. You know what I mean? Where you like do an ollie one footer and the board gets all tweaked out and you're holding it with just like the full side of your foot on the grip and that's it very cool but when you do a kickflip like that i think it looks a little over the top anyways that's the kind of oh that's the kind of talk i like that's the kind of talk i like to you know have on this podcast uninteresting (laughs) to maybe anybody but still still a topic you can't take that away from it. That is a topic. Boned out kickflips? It's, I mean, I guess it's a topic. Is it a good podcast topic? I mean, arguably no. But what is? I'll tell you what's a good podcast topic. Wrestling! People love wrestling, and wrestling podcasting is quite, quite popular. I have never really been a huge fan of wrestling, um, because, uh, you know, I, I didn't like fighting. But what I've come to appreciate about wrestling is that it's like uh, it's the probably the best kind of fighting that there is. Right? Let's talk about it. Like, best kind of fighting. Right? I think wrestling, because it's, like, agreed-upon, manufactured, melodramatic violence executed at a theater in a round. You know how hard it is to, to put on a show in a round? If you've ever worked in theater, if you've done comedy or anything, if you have to perform with... The audience surrounding you, it's intimidating, it's difficult, it's very hard to block. But wrestling is perfect. It is the ideal theatrical performance to have in a round, a choreographed battle, right? And wrestling is fun because the idea is that it's fake, right? We're watching a play. Of these two beefed out men or women 
Um, pretend to hate each other. Pretend to be these wild personalities. Pretend to destroy each other physically for our entertainment. And yes, I know they, they have to be very strong. They have to be very athletic and good. And there is pain involved. But you can't tell me that a wrestler is getting hurt more in each fight than an ultimate fighter or a boxer. They're not. They're just not. Um, which I think is better. Right? Isn't it better that if you like watching fighting, <laughs> why not just watch wrestling? Right? Is is the re you really in the people that really just enjoy watching someone actually get hurt? I don't I don't see the uh the sex appeal. You know, I don't get why that's so sexy. Watching someone just get the shit kicked out of them. I don't like that. I turn away. Even in movies when someone's in a car accident, I usually turn away. Let me turn my heater off. Sorry if there was some fuzz in the background. My heater was on. It's cold in here. So anyway, that's how I feel about wrestling. Um, I do want to get my son. We're going to start watching wrestling, I think, because he's getting really into, uh, you know, physical violence. Not like into it like it's a, a hobby. Um, you know, my son, he likes to throw the old baseball around the backyard and then um, attack people with random acts of violence. You know, kids. He's not like that. He just... Um, He's just getting kind of aggressive and physical. We had him in jiu-jitsu classes, but with COVID and shit like that, just, you know, not safe. And I don't even think they have the classes. So we're getting into wrestling because that's something I can do with them because I know how to uh, choreograph things. I'm not an expert, but I at least know how to um, throw a, you know, like stage combat, like throw a punch and pretend to hit somebody, make it look real, and then we're working on choreographing, you know, a fight sequence. And I tell you, it's getting pretty fucking good. It looks convincing, and it is hilarious. A little boy fighting his dad. A choreographed wrestling match? I mean, it's gold. It's going to be Thanksgiving gold. We'll probably be doing the same match, the same moves, every Thanksgiving for the rest of our lives. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. So I found kind of a new love for wrestling um, and a new hatred for regular fighting. I don't like violence. <laughs> I don't like people being mean to each other. This is the dad coming out. This is how this is how I've become. I don't know if I've ever been like a fan of violence. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed it. A random fight on the street. I've watched with a smile. I'm not proud of that smile, but it happened. Um, it was funny. It's exciting. Fights are exciting. This is why people like fights. <laughs> I just realized. 36 years on this planet, and I just figured out why people like fights, including myself. I didn't even know I liked fights as much as I do until just now, and I don't like them. I am excited by them. Maybe that's it. Maybe some people don't even like watching fights. They just can't turn away from the excitement. How do you flip that adrenaline switch off once it's been flipped up? You can't. So you got to be excited. Every time someone throws a punch at a face, you light up with excitement. You can't help yourself because it's not your face. 
And if it is your face, now that's 10 times as exciting. This is now why I've now I've also come to realize the reason people like to fight is for the same reason. Excitement. I, um, although I did get excited in the very few and limited fights that I've been in, um, excitement happened, but pain and fear were, I would say, the leading emotions? Yeah. I get a little afraid of fighting. Oh, I'm tempted to run away. But I get so excited. I can't help but throw my fists away. And away and my feet go flying in your face. And a fight now is happening and I can't help it. It's just not my taste. I'd rather wrestle, put on a leotard and tie my balls behind my thigh. I'd rather wrestle and pretend I'm from Australia. All right. <laughs> All right. If I was a wrestler, <laughs> if I was wrestling, I'd definitely be from the Outback. <laughs> no way. Now, why I wouldn't be from the Outback? Hey, if you want to wrestle me, you have to come fly down. Get me. <laughs> I'm the wrestler who doesn't wrestle because no one wants to fly to Australia. That's not a good character. Yeah, he's never been, he's never won because no one's ever been flying down to find him. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not going to go just because I'm from there. I'm not a wrestler. I'm a promoter. <laughs> I'll promote the fights. I'm not going to promote a fight that's not going to happen. No one flies down there to fight him. That sounds a bit absurd. I am sorry if you're from Australia. Your voice is too fun. Um, I know I'm not good at it, but it is, God, it is a fun voice to do. I used to do this thing. I do mushrooms, and I would uh, slip into um, two or three times. It was Irish, but once it was Australian, and I cannot get out of it. I don't know what it is about taking <laughs> drugs, but I fucking have to do a voice the whole time. I want to say I like channel a character, but I'm pretty conscious of what's going on. <laughs> In the moment, if you ask me, I'd be like, no, the drugs have taken over. But I'm really just trying to have as much fun as I can. And it's been a while, been a while since I did drugs. I'm going to do some now. Um, everyone's listening is like, you're on drugs. <laughs> I'm not, though. Uh, I smoke a little weed. This is one of the first podcasts I've done not high. Welcome to the show, Not High. Is it better or worse? Can you tell? I think it's better. So far. Anyway, um, th that's wrestling. That's my wrestling thing. Um, and now we're going to go into um, some habits talk. We're going to discuss habits. 
So I've been uh, I've been a dad now for coming up on seven years. Oh boy. And I have to say, I didn't really start, you know, taking my habits seriously, identifying them, setting goals, things like this. I did not participate in. And I wouldn't say until my son was probably two. Almost two. So for, when I first started trying to quit smoking, that was like really what did it. I read the easy way to stop smoking, and I was off to the races after that. It took me two years to kind of like, yeah, maybe longer. It took me a while to quit smoking and finally kick that goddamn habit. That nicotine battle is over, though. I finished it. I no longer crave cigarettes. Although when I do imagine myself in Amsterdam not smoking spliffs, I don't like that. I don't like that idea, but I think I'll make it. If I go to Amsterdam again, I think I'll make it through with no splits. But that's my, that's the only time I think about it or want it, is in my imagination when I'm in Amsterdam <laughs> or Spain. But um, the point is, I quit. I used the easy way to do it. And since then, I've been kind of like stacking these habits, um, which I, I think I've talked about in a few episodes before, but... Uh, Lately, my habit was social media. Like, you know, for the last two months since I put my album out, every day I've been using social media, which was a huge, you know, hurdle for me because I don't like engaging on social media. I don't really get that much out of it. I always feel bad. I I feel judgmental. I the i fucked up relationships. I've fucked up opportunities because of things I've done and said on social media. Messages I've sent unnecessarily. I've embarrassed myself numerous times. So anyway, I have a fucking bad history with social. and uh, But I knew that if I wanted to have a career in this goddamn world, there's almost nothing you can do to avoid it. So you might as well make it work for you. So that's why I um, came up with this plan several years ago, um, of which I only started executing recently which was to uh, essentially just do skateboarding and comedy simultaneously as my brand. Uh, it's gross to even hear myself say that, but I fucking, that is what I intended to do um, because I'm in skateboarding my, for my whole life. I've been in stand-up comedy for 15 years, and I came to a realization a couple of years ago that I don't care whether or not it is successful. I don't care whether or not I become famous because of it but there's nothing I can do about it. Like, I'm fucked. I have to skate, and I have to do stand-up. These are two things that I have to do. I am miserable without them. If I don't have the potential or opportunity for those things in my future, I become sad. I have to make them an essential part of my life. So I decided, okay, well, then if that's the case, you have no choice, then just fucking embrace it. And since I have done that, I've been happier, more successful, and have enjoyed both things, skateboarding and stand-up comedy, 10 times more than I used to because I used to put all this pressure and expectation on myself within both of those universes, universize. So what I've done uh, seven years ago when my son was born, almost seven years ago, or actually close to seven years ago when Karina got pregnant, was I made being a husband and a father my number one priorities. 
No question. And I did. I might not have had all the healthy habits, but when it came down to it, everything I did was prioritizing them. I did very little stand-up. I did very little skateboarding. And I was engaged and present in almost every single moment of my son's life. I was as helpful and nurturing to my wife during those early years as I possibly could. I made a ton of money in real, not a ton of money, but I survived in real estate in New York City and fed my family and kept us housed for two and a half years on my income alone. It was a fucking journey. It was a pain in the ass. I couldn't have done it without all of the amazing support uh, and administrative support even from my wife during those crazy years. But those times are over. Fuck my wife and kid now. No, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying is because I was able, I prioritized my wife and son for those early years, all of that is now paying dividends because I have an awesome kid. I have a very awesome wife. Everyone is happy. It's healthy. We finally got a little bit stable. We got our own house. And now without, uh, it's, it's not like I'm reprioritizing. My wife and son are still my number one uh, priorities, but they are a lot, those relationships, I guess I should say, are a lot more, are now sustainable, not sustainable, but on, and I don't want to say on autopilot, but they are require so much less time I guess than they used to to where now I can um, prioritize myself I guess that makes sense um, yeah that's what happened so now I've always prioritized being a dad always prioritized being a good husband um, at this and what happened before well, this is what happened I sacrificed myself in order to do that for several years and the end result was essentially depression and self-hate, <laughs> bad health. And so for the last two years, I've had to kind of just uh, essentially just make that adjustment, make that correction to where I started focusing on myself um, or at least paying more attention to it and not in a way that deprioritizes my, my ability as a father, my relationship with my wife. All of that being said, um, I have made... Um, skateboarding a mandate two years ago i made stand-up comedy a mandate i want to make more like three years ago because of covid but um and it's since then it's been a slow burn it has been one grueling step in front of the other um but as in comparison to the past where i've had to try to get organized, try to prioritize uh, my career, my health, and failed. This time, because I don't have, have I've made the, the, right, the right choice in not creating an expectation around uh, the process. So it's, I'm not chasing end results anymore. I'm really chasing the process. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to master the process of being healthy, of being organized, of being a good father, a good husband, a good comedian, a good skateboarder, all of that kind of stuff. Like, what is the process? It what that you have to follow, or that one would have to follow, or really that I have to follow because everyone is fucking unique and different. 
not to mention, I don't know any examples of people who've done something the way I've done it, but I have taken examples of people who've done things similar or close to or in the realm of what I'm doing to draw inspiration. Now, all that being said, um, I am uh, have attempted to remove my ego and expectation from this process and just let it be what it is, which is why I think it's working. Um, and I, I honestly, I know that's why it's working because I don't have expectations for it. I would have, um, I'm enjoying the process. That's how I know it's working. That's how I know. Cause I'm enjoying the process. If I had set out to put out my album and drop these video clips with any expectation of it either being bad or good, I wouldn't be enjoying the process of making it and putting it out. But be- because I actually just like the videos myself, I enjoyed the process of putting this album together. I think it's good, so I don't really... Um, I don't want to say I don't care what people think. I obviously really care <laughs> what fucking people think, but it doesn't bother me if people don't like it or don't think it's good in the way that it used to let's say I'm sure it would still bother me I haven't had any really negative feedback so I don't know but I have a few people (laughs) a few messages and few comments and stuff that have been not fun and um, I've been able to blow them off honestly block them out not even think about them in a way that I didn't know I had the capability to do but I've really impressed myself in that regard so um I just wanted to share that with you and I wanted to share with you that book which got it all started the easy way to stop smoking which then led me to the one thing book which I have talked about before but I it is super essential if you are trying to create good habits for yourself you got have to read that book you, the seven habits of highly effective people is a great book uh, atomic habits like anything with habit in the title I'm sure is going to provide some value for you but I cannot I cannot express enough just how, what an amazing roadmap the one thing is for building healthy habits and finding, you know, a vision of yourself that you can actually see um, that is uh, exciting and fantastic and gives you a roadmap for how to get to that person, how to become that person. And you get to create it. Just, you know, whatever. You have goals. You have your own future that you want to make for yourself. This is a great way if I can do it. I'm not sponsored by the one thing, by the way. It just actually did change my life. Um, what's funny is this is the main question in the book is that what is the one thing um, you could do that if you had, I'm fucking this quote up now, uh, but basically if what is one thing if you had it, everything else in your life would be easy or unnecessary. Now, most people immediately go, Money. I need money. If I had money, everything would be easy or unnecessary, which is pretty much true. This is why the guy who wrote the book, Gary Keller, owns a real estate company. Because if that is the answer that you come up with, he goes, well, you know how you get money? Real estate. Come join my club. Um, I don't think that was the intention behind the book because I read that book. I was in real estate. And my one thing, I was like, fans. That's exactly what I thought immediately. I was like, if I just had fans... Not money. If I had fans, people would come see me. That would lead to money. I could be a stand-up comedian. 
if I had fans that were a fan of my comedy and my skateboarding, I could tour the fucking world skating and doing stand-up. That's my one thing. Not money. <laughs> um, which was scary for me because then that's around the time I got out of real estate. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to not be a real estate agent. Which was scary because I'd been a real estate agent for like fucking 10 years. And I was like, peace out. I want to fucking sit at open houses and hand out pens and business cards. And I was so fucking good at handing out those pens. You wanted one of my pens. They were fun. <laughs> Regular pens, but they came from me, and I'm fun. God, and now that's how real estate agents think. Welcome to that world. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was the one thing um, which led me to skateboarding and stand-up comedy as essentially my career and led me to Instagram. This is where I'm all going with this, which led me to Instagram, which um, I have now been learning a lot about. I'm very out of the loop on skateboarding stuff. We covered that earlier. I'm fucking really out of the loop on social media stuff. I've never been into it like I covered earlier. And let me tell you, I has made me love skateboarding a hundred times more because skateboarding is the fucking internet breaker, the original fucking algorithm disruptor because you can't build an algorithm for dope skate tricks. There's nothing you can do to tell you what one person is going to like. This is why like the closest thing is like circus tricks. Skateboarders are drawn to them. Gnarly shit, circus tricks. These, this is what gets views and likes. So this is, I think as an observer, why people tend on Instagram anyway tend to favor like more doing more weird fucking circusy tricks is because it just gets likes and views because as a skateboarder you can't help but watch it whether you like it or not you know it's real easy to just someone's doing a line of just medium tricks you know right away you just turn off you scroll right past it don't care right with someone doing weird shit it's like a fucking lava lamp it's mesmerizing you can't help but look at it right but this is what i love because good tricks, sick tricks, also known as hammers, are the ultimate content. There's nothing better than that. You can launch an entire career. You could make a million dollars. You could do anything almost off of just a hammer or two. Like a couple of hammers will light a fire unlike any fire you've ever experienced before. Like could you imagine... If Milton kickflipped into that fucking car wash bank and you didn't know who he was, you'd know who he was afterwards. He'd be fucking famous forever after that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't have to be super established to have this like a viral hammer and hammers go viral regardless of who did them almost. <laughs> I just think that it, and I think on the Internet too, whatever really, the skateboarders kind of run the fucking this is quite a claim. Skateboarders run the internet, I think. You look at EA Sports and what happened to them. I mean, the only thing... I think skateboarders are probably behind this GameStop Wall Street shit right now. That's my, my theory is that skateboarders started this. It has, it has make EA skate again all over it, don't you think? Gotta go buy some fucking GameStop stock. <laughs> 
Sorry, my piano playing's not great today. Versus making funny things. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I wrote it down. I think uh, it's just very different. Oh, yeah, that's, people have been asking me a lot to make more stuff. Make more funny stuff. You're funny. Why you make some sketches? Why you make some funny videos? Some TikTokers. Make some TikTokers. Roseanne talking to me. Make some TikTokers. <laughs> Is that my Roseanne impression? <laughs> I used to have a hit show. <laughs> um, but it's just not the same, man. It took so long to get that hour together. I mean, 15 years approximately to put my hour together on an album to make a stand-up album. I mean, and those are hits too. That's what skateboarding and comedy are like. A hammer, a stand-up comedy fucking hammer, it goes, you know? But it it just has to be captured, right? You can get a hammer, but it filmed really bad and, you know, fucking your head's cut off or you can't see the trick completely, it's probably not going to go viral. But if you capture the joke perfectly, good sound, good video, da-da-da, and that joke crushes, boy, you could have a career. Like a stand-up career. Now, a lot of people get hits off of a TikTok video. You get a fucking hot YouTube, you know? But I know comics who are, had hot Vine channels or hot fucking TikTok feeds or whatever. Um, and they might get a couple of shows, but if you can't bring the heat, you can't fucking kill, uh, you, you can draw a crowd, but you'll never get a weekend. You'll never get to go do five shows in a weekend at a comedy club. I know some people hate that, but I love doing a ton of shows. So that's where I'm, I want to go. I want weekends, baby. I want that whole weekend. And I want to be able to hold it. And I want to be able to bring the goddamn heat. That just takes a long time. And it's just not the same thing as making a silly TikTok video. And be a lot successful comics who do, do, you know, headliners, weekend headliners at clubs and theaters and shit. Make TikTok videos and stuff too. And they might be funny, you know. But they would tell you it ain't the same. I'm not using the same muscles. I guess if your sense of humor is a muscle, you could be using that one. But the process is fucking night and day. I mean, it's just not the same. Like writing a joke, getting up, trying it out, letting, seeing how it goes, making little edits, going up the night again, trying it again, or the next night and trying it again. Um, that's not the same as sitting in your room being like, you know what would be funny is if I farted with an Australian accent and made a TikTok video um, where I cued the fart to, like, you know, uh, House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> that probably is a video. But that is obviously not the same. 
and like how an audience receives comedy in a stand-up comedy venue versus how an audience receives comedy when they're sitting on the toilet looking at their phone is different. <laughs> what someone might be interested in uh, seeing more content from someone um, based on their fucking House of the Rising Sun fart video versus someone who articulated a point and a concept and an idea in a way that you had never thought of before that then used comedy to change your perspective about an idea. I mean, granted, that's possible in music and film and all, the, all that kind of stuff too, but it's just totally a different way in stand-up. It's just different. It's not the same. I don't, I don't like people telling me to make fucking funny videos. Obviously, I'm resentful because I do want to make funny videos. I want to make all kinds of stuff, but I can't get out of my head long enough to 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 produce that kind of content. I can barely make this fucking podcast having a wife and a kid and a fucking, you know, uh, a million fucking responsibilities and I'm only a couple weeks into even trying to run a, this business. And that's what this fucking is, is a business. Independent contractor, now I have an album out, which is a product that I now have to sell and push. My full-time job is fucking doing this now. And it's hard. <laughs> it's not backbreaking labor or anything, but um, it takes a lot of time and effort and creativity and mental space. And, and it's just tough. I mean, it's tough for me. And maybe it'll get easier as I go, but I've never tried to do it in this way before. All of my history pursuing this skateboarding and show business um, for skateboarding was time on the board, feet on the grip, at the park, at the spot, on the other side of the lens, trying to make shit happen. And I put almost zero effort into trying to get sponsors, trying to network, you know, almost none. But to my detriment, I never really succeeded in that degree. To that degree. And with comedy, it's the same thing. Fucking get my lips on that microphone, in front of that microphone. I just don't look this, I put my lips on it. Um, get my, get, I just need to get in front of the microphone, in front of that audience. That's all I really cared about. And I'm putting that pen to paper, even though it wasn't really, wasn't really my writing process. I like to write on stage. Stodge. Um, which is a process that I don't recommend, but that's what well, worked for me. Get up there, come up with an idea, noodle around for a year. Eventually land on a punchline. And then four years later, put that on your album. It's a long process, but it's a process. And it worked for me. Um, so that's that's where I'm at with that. I, uh, but I am, I, I am starting to figure this out. I'm getting better at this as I go. I can uh, record this and put it out pretty easy. I'm posting my videos once a week. And... I'm going to launch my web series here very soon, which will then lead into my stand-up comedy tour, fingers crossed, COVID regulations aside. Um, and that series, I think I've talked about it before, called Comedians at Skate Parks. I've been working on this episode for fucking... I filmed it two years ago. I'm literally cutting it together now. Like, over the last couple of days, I've been had the most headway I've had since I filmed it. Um, and I hopefully we'll have the... At least the pilot episode will be something we can watch um, soon. I'm not going to put a deadline on it because... Um, uh, otherwise I, I'll miss it. So right now, anyway, guys, as far as funny videos, I have sketch, 
sketches I've written. I have ideas that I am going to make. I love everyone suggesting stuff to me. Hey, you should make this joke or that joke. I, I Most comedians hate that kind of shit. I love it. I love to hear what people think are jokes. <laughs> most of them are not jokes, but I love to hear what people think are jokes. So if you have ideas for funny videos or jokes I should tell, please tell me what they are. It's hilarious to me. I don't get enough of this. I'm definitely not going to tell them. Or use them. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe they'll be good. But I don't think I will. Judging from what I've gotten so far. <laughs> but please keep sending them to me. Fuck, they're good. I won't share them to fucking shame you or embarrass you. They're just for me. Um, <laughs> so I am going to get that shit uh, cracking really soon. I promise you. And get this Communities of Skate Parks thing rolling. This podcast. Uh, get these videos rolling out uh, sooner than later. Um, and then sketches shorts stuff like that will will follow i promise as much fun as i make of all that shit i'll be fucking right there making tiktoks and fucking jib jabs or whatever <laughs> very soon um uh and i think dude, we're gonna fucking have to wrap there honestly because i gotta go pick up luca from school i know this is kind of a shorty episode i'll try to record an intro that's long um which you guys can tell me now you're listening to this how was the intro was it long are we at an hour because right now I'm only at 40 minutes. Anyways, uh, last thing real quick. I just wanted to say sorry if I fucking spoke a little too soon. It was a little too jokey about the Capitol insurrection on my poor Thor episode. I still think poor Thor is a great name for that fucking horned QAnon shaman that showed up at the Capitol. But um, I think I was a little too jokey about uh, what happened? People died. It was fucking awful. It was literally like a violent insurrection of our fucking Capitol building. And I think I was just a little too light about it on last episode. So let this stand as my apology about that. I'll go back and listen to it. And I'll probably think uh, it was fine. Um, but in hindsight, I, I feel guilty. <laughs> so I'm saying sorry. I fucking hope we move past this chapter of history quickly. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, talk to you very soon. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.